Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You are looking live. A tradition unlike any other. What is this? It's the sports report? Sports report? <laughs> Sp- sports are good. Sports, sports, sports. That's football, soccer, golf, tennis, hockey, baseball, sports. Can you say the sports report? The sports report. The sports report. The sports report. This is the sports report. Sports. That's a terrible idea. Hello and welcome to the sports report brought to you by Opinions Anonymous, the sports report where we give you the latest and greatest and everything you need to know for sports. I'm here today with the expert in everything sports, Joe. Joe, how are you? I'm fabulous. How are you this evening? Good, thank you. And I'm also here live in the studio with one of the best ever, Big Al. Al, what's up? Oh, not a whole lot. How you doing? Good. So two-thirds of the Trace Bogitos are here tonight. But we should note last Wednesday that our team didn't even have Trace Bogies at all. Should we brag a little bit, Alex? Uh, I think so. I have to have a team name change coming up, I think. Uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> All right, we've got a great episode for you guys tonight, and we're going to start off by talking about some interesting scenarios in sports. And I think this started, and we can actually start here with, Joe, you and I were talking last week, would you ever take a job at your most hated team or like your rival team for your favorite sports team? And would it change your mind? So we were talking about it. it's a little tough to imagine, but if if the Steelers offered me a head coaching job or if IU was the only head coaching job that you were offered. So would you work for your most hated sports team ever? Uh, yeah, we, we did discuss this. I think in the end, it'd have to be yes. It would make it more difficult the more my role affected the outcome of the game. Like you said, a, a good example for me would be if Indiana needed a head coach, and so they came calling, which, again, I don't really know why they would call me and why that would be the only one, but for the sake of the argument, I'm going to say I would, and mainly because that would be one large pay increase. I'd go through it for a year or two, see how it goes, and then I'd be set for a little while. So if you had... Indiana offering you a job and Ball State offering you a job, would you still take Indiana? <sighs> even though Ball State's my alma mater, like those aren't even like let's be honest, they're not even in the same ballpark as far like different conference, different obviously pay scale, like prestige, I guess, even though they're they're drifting closer to the same. Yeah. But but there is still a pretty big gap there. So I would it would be it it wouldn't be just a tap in decision though. Like it would take some thought, and I, I believe I would. That's where we ran into issues, and we started talking about other sports, so we'll do that now. It, assuming that IU and Ball State were the same prestige, or uh, if you had an IU or a Wichita State or an IU or a mid-ACC team, take your pick, or SEC, if Arkansas or Alabama – uh, Alabama basketball, you're not getting the football job, but <laughs> if one of those offered you a job, is it so much of a layup? No, I would probably take take the other one. Al, what about you? You're, 
you're the same, a Purdue fan. You probably hate IU, and we'll get to that more in a little bit. But would you take a engineering position for the <laughs> for the IU basketball team? Would you? <laughs> and if we were talking, Joe. At what point does it change your mind? So you could work in finance or accounting for a team that you hate and really not have any impact or not care about that team. Still, it's just a a job at that point. Yeah, well, and it's. I mean, this this stuff does happen. I know it's documented too. Like Matt Painter grew up a big IU fan and wanted to go to IU, but Bob Knight didn't offer him a scholarship. So look where that led him. So like this stuff does actually happen, and I just like I find it hard to fathom that I could do that as much as like especially growing up. I've gotten a little more sane now, but I used to be at the point where I hated IU more than I liked Purdue. Like there was a time in my life where I was like that. I'm not anymore. I don't know if it's maturity or maybe I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm not as much of a fan anymore. I find that hard to believe, but I get changed. But this stuff does happen and it does create an interesting dynamic because I would have a hard time thinking, Luke, that you would go work for the Steelers. Yeah. I see, Joe, I think I'm on the same boat as you. Uh, again, going to Purdue, I think I'm maybe a little bit more biased than maybe you even are about wanting to work at IU, but. Again, it gets down to if they're willing to, willing to offer me enough money, I think I can put that aside and kind of roll with it, I guess. So I guess here's one question back at you, knowing that you're a big Purdue fan like myself. If you had the chance to choose between, say, you have like a like a scrub job, like you are the guy that does the laundry for Purdue's basketball team and you make X, or you're an assistant coach at IU and you make 10 times that, which of the two do you think you'd pick? Well, since you're a numbers guy, it really kind of depends on what X is. Because uh, all right, say <laughs> I, get, I get your point though. I mean, it's a lot easier to make this decision knowing it's probably not going to happen. Very, very, very <laughs> unlikely. I, I mean, I'm going to be a realist and probably go the coaching route. Yeah, and part of it is hey, how awesome of a situation would it be is if IU got so bad that they're calling me and you to coach them. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're winners anyway, so let's just let them pay us a couple million dollars and. And then say the hell with it. Well, considering they have a few extra coaches on the uh, payroll right now, I think uh, <laughs> I think uh, they could probably throw us on there and not even notice. <laughs> you're gonna make me go. You're gonna make me go down a rabbit hole because I'm I'm so convinced that I should be the head coach somewhere just because there would be no expectations. And when I start two and zero, regardless of it's basketball, football, whatever it is, everybody's gonna be talking. It'll be a media frenzy and with nothing to lose. I, I should be coaching professionally somewhere. I don't know where, but if you're listening, call me. Uh, this is where we need one of those uh, employment websites to sponsor us, and we can put a plug yeah. in right now. <laughs> yeah. So anybody listening that runs an employment <laughs> website, call me. All right, let's 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 start with our, our favorite teams then, and let's talk a little bit about them. Starting with just a, a few random questions here. Would you exchange your favorite team winning a championship if it meant your most hated team won the next 10 for that one it, for me it depends on like what team it is because i in about every major sports league i have a favorite team in college basketball absolutely not college football absolutely not as a as a purdue fan i would not it would not be worth it for me to see iu basketball win 10 in a row it would not be worth it for me to see either iu football or notre dame football to win 10 in a row absolutely not I know I said that I I like Purdue more than I hate those schools now, 
but it's still, <laughs> I mean, it's still not that far from where it was before. So for that, absolutely not. It's not, it's not worth it. I've, I've gone this long with it without that happening. I can, I can go another 30 or 40 years if I have to. Yeah. And I think kind of on that, I agree with you about the IU produced stuff, but like, I think kind of what you're getting at is like, we're both Pacers fans. Now it's easier to say yes for this, for the Pacers, because like we've talked about, they don't exactly have like a rival or I don't really care as much if the Pacers won a championship and say the Bulls won the next 10. At that point, I don't really care. It's cool that the Pacers got one. But again, I think that's kind of less allegiance to the fact that the Pacers don't have a true rival. Like, Or maybe professional teams have a harder time having rivals. Although I think, Luke, you could probably argue against that. Well, I, I'm going to go with the Bengals for every single one of these questions because the other ones you're right. I just don't care enough. Like, I enjoy a couple college basketball teams. You know, I like IU. I like watching Cincinnati, but I don't. I don't care enough to be passionate. Like, I've I've literally cried during football. Like, there's there's nothing that's going to compare to football and the Bengals for me. So I've. I've like hated people. I've loved people. It's just the Bengals. And if I were a Patriots fan, this is an easy no. Like whatever, we've won how many Super Bowls? I could care less if I don't even know who the rival is. The the Colts, if anything, okay, if they win ten in a row, then they're gonna say, hey, we're better than you because we won ten Super Bowls. If it's the Jets or Miami, I I could care less because I. If you guaranteed me the Jets would win ten Super Bowls in a row, I'd just call you a liar because I don't I don't (laughs) even believe it. But with the Bengals never winning a Super Bowl, and Pittsburgh's won, you know, plenty. I don't five or more. And if if I say the Colts are my most hated team, they've they've won a couple of Super I might say yes to this one. I might say it's worth the Bengals winning one and the Steelers winning the next ten because that one year is gonna be so crazy that I, I might be okay with it. I don't want to speak for you, but I think the Colts would probably be worse for you just because of the proximity you are to their fans. Like, yeah, I think that's I would, the worst part. Like, I can turn off ESPN or the news channel, yeah, but whenever yeah. time I go out there, I see that, see people wearing blue shirts, like that would, that'd gum my nerves for yeah. 10 years. I would agree, but can you imagine how many Bengals Super Bowl shirts I would have? I'd still wear, I'd have enough to wear for the next 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true. I mean, some some people are living that almost now if you hate the Patriots. I mean, that's why yeah. a lot of them hate the Patriots, though. Luke, I'll be honest with you. Until I looked today, I did not realize that the Bengals were one of 12 NFL franchises to never win a Super Bowl. Yeah. I thought surely back in the day they have one or two maybe that just put them over the edge. But uh, Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, they're on there with the Bills, Browns, Cardinals, Chargers, Falcons, Jaguars, Lions, Panthers, Texans, Titans, and Vikings. So that's a pretty prestigious company that you're in. <laughs> Not everybody can say it. They've never won a Super Bowl. It's really amazing that that many teams haven't won. Like, as much parity as there is in the hard salary cap in the NFL and how short careers are, it's amazing that it's not, there's not more parity than that. Well, what you said, the Jaguars, who are relatively new, the Texans, who are relative, I, relatively meaning in our lifetime. So I, I, don't, I guess the Bengals have been around for 51 years, if anybody's counting. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, how do some teams not just like somehow yeah, luck into exactly. just having one good year? I don't know. You ever watch the Bengals for an entire year? <laughs> <laughs> I think we both know the answer to that. Let's take it uh, another route. Would you exchange your favorite team winning a championship if you could never watch them again? 
you could listen, whether it be the radio or standing within proximity of a TV but not watching it. You could listen, but you can never watch. Oh, that's a t- that's a really tough one because that's part of the reason. Like, I th- I think I I would. Again, there's always caveats to this, but I think I would because I would if I have to have a favorite team. If I had to pick one, like yours is the Bengals, mine would be Purdue basketball, and I think. There is a decent chance that I never see them win the NCAA tournament. And I think that that would be enough for me to say, hey, if I know I'll, I'll get to see them do it once, I won't ever watch them again. I think I could do that. Now, if I went to another, like um, one of the professional teams where there's 30 teams in the league and they've got a 1 in 15 shot every year mathematically to get to the finals or the, the championship game, I'm not sure I would do that. But since the odds are a little longer with 300 teams, I I think I would do that for Purdue basketball. I am actually the opposite on this one because part of the fun for me is actually watching the Bengals. I would rather them lose and me still be able to watch them than for them to win the Super Bowl because I think I enjoy it so much. Even tailgating, which I, I always say tailgating is the most fun part, and then there's the game, which yeah, is fine as well, but... I cannot imagine several Sundays a year not going down to Cincinnati and tailgating and watching a Bengals game. So I, I would rather them never win the Super Bowl and me still be able to enjoy them every year when football season comes around. I look forward to it so much, and I can't imagine not watching them. So, Luke, would you, you're a huge Bengals fan. Would you not do anything in your power to help them win a Super Bowl? I would. Even if that means all you have to do is you just have to listen. You must not be a very, very much of a fan if you will not. That's not even, that's just one person. Just think of the rest of the franchise, the rest of the fans. Well, what about, what about if I, if they win a Super Bowl, I just happen to go blind? Is that okay? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess. Okay. If I'm blind, then yes. All right, Alex, uh, you're the rubber decision here. Ah. See, I, I think I'm with Luke on this one. I enjoy watching. <laughs> I enjoy watching Purdue basketball and football too much to probably give that up. The uh, the one sport which I am probably going to say I would definitely do this for would be the Reds, and the only reason for that is <laughs> I don't really enjoy watching baseball, anyways. But it's nice to have one in the background if you're doing something else. Let's be honest, you guys have it. You have it good. We we should put a caveat here. Because you could watch, you could have Purdue win the NCAA football national championship and still watch basketball. Like that's that's almost uh, cheating. No, that, those are two uh, completely different yeah. teams. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I'm giving up my life here. You guys are giving up like a quarter of your life. Just one season. Yeah. All right. So sh- should we take it? Should we take it further? Would you exchange your favorite team winning a championship if they never won one ever again, or one step further? Would you exchange a championship to never make the postseason ever again? Joe, I'm going to steal this one from you. I think I would totally take Purdue men's basketball winning a national championship with the caveat of them never winning again. Just kind of what you said, just to get the one and know that I was able to see it. I don't know. I guess what's your thoughts on that? Well, I can tell you exactly what it feels like. (laughs) In the 2002 season, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won – Super Bowl 37 in convincing fashion and have since not even made the playoffs. And that's been 13 years. 
And now it hasn't all been bad. One year they they finished ten and six, and didn't make the playoffs. When I think that was the year Seattle went seven and nine and made it. So just rub a little more salt in the wound. So I I can tell you that after thirteen years of them being terrible, it was worth every minute. <laughs> I was gonna say if you're if you're willing to. Use some of those other but ones. Yeah, it, it was worth it as as much as it's it's been bad. At least the Bengals aren't one of thirteen teams to not win a Super Bowl. Yeah, of published notoriety, I the greatest moment of my life was a Bengals playoff loss. So yeah, I can't I can't imagine <laughs> not being okay with them winning a Super Bowl and then failing to make the postseason every what? year. Why was that one of your greatest moments ever? It, it was one of the coolest days of my life to watch the Bengals win a playoff game, just not on the scoreboard. Uh, but that that doesn't really matter. Yeah, he's it, counting. Everybody gets, yeah. everybody gets trophies these days. Although, think about this. So, just for easy math, we're all 30. Think about watching your team lose for the next 60 years and never make the playoffs. Wouldn't that get old? I, like, do you really think celebrating one championship at age thirty is going to make up for the sixty years of sucking? Yes, because there's there's going to come a time where, well, most of us we're probably going to care less and less. Like, I don't I don't know if I'm going to be any more of a fan than I am right now of any of the teams I'm a fan of. That's true. Now, a lot of it will probably be the same, but I don't know if I'm going to care more. I don't know. I still think it'd be great just to get the monkey off the back and. There's a lot of 80-year-old uh, Purdue basketball fans out there that probably love for uh get one in before their time's up. So, Well, they're not sacrificing as much. They're 80. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about sacrificing. Let's get rid of the let's get rid of our rivals. Let's get rid of never making it again. Uh moving forward after this one instance, everything else is up to chance. Would you take a non-lethal gunshot in exchange for your favorite team winning a championship? I would probably say no. And this might be a little selfish on my part, but that's going to hurt regardless, whether it's lethal or non-lethal. And it's probably going to have some lasting effects on me. So I, I would say I don't think I'm going to be willing to take one in the uh, shin or something just to watch him win. Yeah, I'd like to talk through this. Like, are we losing some fingers or are we just plexigoburrusing it? Or I, 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 would t- I would let you... Well, not let you, but <laughs> if, I would say if I could... I think it was to the thigh. I think the, the actual question that was done on the news or some news thing and i think it was in georgia they were talking about georgia bulldogs football team is what brought it up i think it was to the thigh Ugh. and by the way more i think it was right around 50 50 on if they would or not i think the final poll results like one year removed do i walk normal and i'm perfectly fine yeah yeah i, I, I think i so. take three of them He's I guess I don't know 50. how long it takes for a gunshot wound to heal, but yeah, whatever the normal recovery time is okay. for that. Well, for me, probably several years, but yeah, I'm in. I'm in on that. See, I'm going to say no for a, for kind of a different reason. Because one of two things would happen. Either, I don't know if you get shot before or after. <laughs> it, would be, get shot, it would be while if celebrating. If I get shot before, then there's no suspense in watching it because I, I know my team's going to win. Like, what's the excitement in that? Just like, uh, I don't know. Or my team wins, and now I'm just walking around wondering when I'm going to get shot. Like, not a matter of if, it's just when. I feel like I would just have me paranoid anyway. So, yeah, it's a robber breaking into your house. They kill your family, but they just shoot you in the leg. 
<laughs> yeah, so I don't think I don't think I would do it. All right, and Joe, just I'm gonna uh, prey on you a little bit here. The if Purdue men's basketball or men's football team wins a national championship, would you get a tattoo with your fear of needles? No. Oh, you would. You would. So you would not get a tattoo to let Purdue win a national championship. Yeah, let me, that's a better no, way to. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think I would do that. Joe, you're going to pass out within the first 30 seconds anyway. <laughs> Just let them do it. Yeah, I get that, but I <laughs> I think the needle's less there. It's a, I, I don't know. Just not not on, the, not on the tattoo bandwagon. It's kind of selfish. Yeah, it is kind of selfish. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. I'm guessing you would. Uh, yeah. And I'm pretty much had the same thoughts about needles as you do in tattoos, but uh, I could probably uh, suck it up for... Al would get no. the Mike Tyson around his eye. Ah, okay. <laughs> All right. Let's not go that far. So, well, but see there, like I would want it somewhere where no one would see it, which the only place we have is on my ass. And I'm not going to get a Purdue train tattooed on my ass. It, w- <laughs> it would be good though. <laughs> Too many jokes. Running, running the train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like we would all to varying degrees do things for our team. Some more than others, but uh, that's... It's part of being a fan. Let's move on. Let's give a huge shout out to the U.S. women's national team winning the World Cup with a convincing, eh, convincing, yeah, 2-0 victory over the Netherlands yesterday. So congratulations to the U.S. Uh, Did you guys watch the game? Did you enjoy the game? Thoughts? Yeah, I watched it and I enjoyed it. Congratulations to the women. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. I know sometimes they get looking ahead and, um, at one point, I think it was even one of the subs throughout this process said that the United States was the best and the second best team on the in the tournament. And I'm not sure that's far from the truth. I think they were just they have some people on the bench that are better than a lot of the players they played against. So, I mean, they did what they were supposed to do. Congratulations to them. Yeah, I did see uh, an article, Joe, going back to episode one of the Sports Report, that now they have some business to take care of at home, meaning their salary discussion. So we're back to that, uh, ultimately. Which Well, well let me jump in on that, because <laughs> yesterday was a very good day for anybody who follows the United States national teams, men's and women's, because both teams were in the championship game of their respective tournament. So watch the women in the morning, and it was good. They won. Um, it was awesome. So hope we were hoping to pull off the sweep there. And in within the first minute of that second game, after watching them back-to-back, it was a night and day difference from the speed of the game. Like, I actually was just, like, kind of lounging watching. I actually, like, had to get up because like, I was used to watching the women. And let's be honest, just like a lot of other sports, the the men's game was so much faster. And so, Ultimately, so much more entertaining. I mean, if we really want to settle this, maybe they should just the men play the women, and whoever wins gets more money. Because that's not equal work, then, because the men are obviously better. I don't disagree about the speed of the game, but I was looking up today. So France won the 2018 World Cup for the men and earned 38 million dollars, and this year's estimates for the women's national team from the U.S are expected to receive about $4 million. I don't know if there should be that much of a gap. 
I would say that the earnings are probably substantially different, but I don't know if they're tenfold. See, I think I I can't necessarily argue that. I mean, part of it is supply and demand. They pay them that because that's what the market says they're worth. I don't think you need to make artificial levels there. I don't know what the viewership is, and I don't know what the income difference is or what the revenues are. But I think I did see like the big deal is now that the women have now generated more revenue than the men. And Luke and I referenced it in the first episode. You've got the men in the lowest of valley they've been in our recent history, and the women couldn't be on a higher peak. And there's just now a revenue difference. That is true. I would say, and that and just men's soccer worldwide. I know the U.S. women's team is obviously big here, but like you're talking about players that teams will pay a hundred million dollars just to have the opportunity to sign them to a contract. So, I mean, if again, gets back to the supply and demand, if they're willing to pay that much money just to have the opportunity to have a player, I'm guessing the, uh, the demand is much higher than what the, any women's league is making out there. Yeah. And I think the pay gap, it's, it's, this might be a really lame analogy, but it's it's just like it's like a different division. Like they are almost completely different games between what the men and the women are doing. Like the women are good relative to their competition, but the competition is just completely different. And again, like we're talking about it again. I hate it. like go play soccer. In all reality, do we really care what they get paid? I don't care. Just go out there and play. Like like your favorite team. Do you really care how much they're playing a particular paying a particular player? You don't necessarily care only in the does it mean that it hurts their ability to sign a different player. Like in the NFL, it's a big deal because if they pay too much for one, they've got to sacrifice somewhere else. In baseball or even in soccer, you can pay somebody as much as you want and they can just go out and pay more for somebody else. So as fans, do you really care how much they get paid? I think, uh, again, we talked about this. So they're they're playing soccer. They're doing something they love. They're making a decent salary. A lot of them have advertisements now, especially with the World Cup being popular. At some point, this becomes less of a... I don't think any of the women's U.S. national soccer team is struggling is where the argument gets me a little bit. It's not like they're out there struggling to make ends meet living on the street. They're complaining that they only make 100000 and they should be making... 500,000 like at, at some point you're just greedy and it's useless would they do you think they would do it for free i think they'd play in the world cup for free you think so once every four years they do it people do it in the olympics that's true i feel like they would do it for free so why why are they why are they all disappointed that they're making a hundred thousand dollars a year to do it and again they just got a four million dollar bonus I, I don't know i hate that that's what we talk about when we talk about sports I agree. All right, moving on. We're going to we're going to jump into opinions anonymous land here and we're going to do top 3. It's everybody's favorite, so we're bringing it to the sports reports. And today, Joe, this is yours. You want to you want to lead into it? All right, top 3. Top 3 sporting events that you enjoy watching. Alex, I'm gonna, we're going to let Alex go first because he's been so excited about his since he got here. That he has a top uh, three down pat. And this is not so much in order, but I, I think the whoa, first. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's, it's in order. All right. All right. So I know you're new here. but my, <laughs> I'd say my one that would probably surprise you the most is I think number three is the Kentucky Derby. Because 
I'd say that's the one horse race where almost everyone in the U.S. watches, people around the world watch, and it only is about two minutes, fastest two minutes in sports. But you get such great viewership. Obviously, you can bet on horses. It's a lot of fun. I don't know. I think that's one of those most exciting like sporting events that there can be. You've been, right? I have been, yes. Did that help? Would it have been on the list had you not been? Uh, we did not make it to the actual race. Okay. <laughs> so. Oh, that must be a good one. Yeah. The infield is uh, quite fun. Let's just leave it at that. So, uh, number two, I think the Super Bowl. Uh, I think that's huge and for obvious reasons. But number one, hands down, NCAA college basketball tournament. I think March Madness is probably my favorite time of the year. Um just having so many basketball games on. Uh, it's helped the past couple of years. Purdue's been playing really well. Um, but that, that definitely is probably, from a sporting event standpoint, that's definitely one that I look forward to from about December on, just because I know how exciting the first couple of weeks especially will be uh, with so many teams fighting for a chance to win the national championship. So, Joe, did I, uh, did I steal any of yours? We're kind of overlapping on one. But uh, my top three... And I went with ones where I like I don't care necessarily who's win or who's participating, just for the event itself. My number three, being uh, from Indiana, is the Indy 500 every Memorial Day weekend. My number two is the opening rounds, or like the the first two days or the first weekend, I guess, of the NCAA tournament. And then my number one is the Ryder Cup. So I was afraid of Joe. What that we would have some overlap? Yeah. I wish. Oh, what'd you have the Indy five hundred on there? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Always try to be different. Um Hey, you won some money on that one this year. I or did. You won yeah. something. Actually, yeah, I think I I think I brought it up. This is the first year I actually watched the Indy five hundred and I watched it on my TV because I get Cincinnati channels. It is mind boggling. Like probably one of the more exciting things I've ever watched in my life. And those announcers deserve gigantic raises because I'm like, something really exciting must be going on because they're just, they're 110 <laughs> all the time, the announcers. And it's great. I, I watched the entire race. I'm not even kidding. Start to finish. It was great. And I won a hundred bucks. So that helps. See, I love that. I don't, I don't watch an, as another IRL race all year. No, yeah. But- I watch that one every year. I love it. And I recognize some of the drivers. And I don't know. I just a lot of fun. Yeah. So Ryder Cup, definitely on my list. I'm going to replace it with uh, the Masters. Masters Sunday in a tight race. A close tournament on Masters Sunday, I think, is incredible. Number two might be a little bit weird, but playoff hockey. If you never watch hockey, which most people don't, especially around here, Turn it on during the playoffs, and it's similar to the Indy 500. You would think that it is the most exciting thing in the world. You may not have a clue what is going on, but the announcers make it sound like a, like people pushing a puck around. They'll take it past the mid-ice. They'll take it past there, and the announcers just act like the greatest thing in the world happened. Like, they're in the attack zone. They're, they're going to say it's like at the end of the game, it's one nothing, all right? But they, they make it sound good. And number one for me, I'm, I'm going to be the opposite of you, Joe. I'm going to go super specific, but Bengals playoff games, I've been to 
way too many <laughs> that that they've lost <laughs> since they've never won since I've been alive. But I have never had more fun when I've been to a Bengals play game. I think I've been to three, and they're just the atmosphere is ridiculous. It's uh, we went to the one in Indianapolis at, and we we got there at about seven because I was worried there'd be too many people there, and it was sleeting and it was so cold and. Showed I know I didn't even pay for parking because we got there so early, and nobody really showed up. And then like Bengals fans started showing up. I I don't know. It's just incredible. And then we went to a like Bengals tailgate and we we're drinking booze out of a gas can. Like I just things that I'll, I'll never I never should have done and I'll never forget. But Bengals playoff games number one for me. So where was uh, Ryder Cup on your one through three? It was two. I, the Ryder Cup is so cool because. And I'd like it if the U.S. won a little bit more because last year it was so depressing to watch. But it is unbelievable. And I guess it would rival – I've never been to it, but it would rival the 17th hole at the – is it 17th at Phoenix? 16. 16, yeah. 16. Just the incredible atmosphere bringing to golf. So I'm probably in the minority that I actually do enjoy watching golf, but – I usually fall asleep because it's so boring. So when they like, they get so amped up and even, even disliking the Europeans in, in terms of, I, I love the Americans, like when they celebrate and all they do is like pour beer and champagne all over each other. Like they're so into it and they get so amped up for the Ryder Cup every four years. I, I think it's great. Well, I feel like it's the one all-star game that the participants actually take seriously. Yeah. And you, so you have the world's best and I'm even to the point to like, I watch golf about every weekend, um, especially when the more notable tournaments are on and and I've got some favorite golfers, but I almost refuse to even like cheer for a European golfer just because I know in at most two years, I'm gonna have to root against them on the Ryder Cup. Part of it is the experience of waking up at like, 3.30 in the morning to watch it when they're over in Europe. Yeah. Like, I'll set my alarm and get up and watch it just because like, I think it's awesome. Guys that are normally in, they're going at each other, but they they do keep it civil and stuff. Like They'll talk shit and point fingers at each other and do the finger wags, and then they'll shake hands on XT bet. Like, it's, it's really good fun. They're not afraid to talk some shit, but they have a lot of fun with it, and it's literally the best 20 golfers in the world. Yeah, we've done a golf draft every year for, I think, the past four years, and I literally won't draft Ian Poulter or Francesco Molinari. Just won't do it. (laughs) I can't blame you for that either, because Ian Poulter could be terrible. Yeah. He should be a captain's pick until he's in a wheelchair. Yeah, because he's he's (laughs) awful. Like He about lost his tour card, and then he goes out there, and he'll just be undefeated and absolutely light it up, and people love it. Yeah, making like 30-foot bending putts for, for a par and to, to have a hole when you think they're, oh, they're actually going to get a lead this time. He was he was a yeah, tournament away from losing his tour card. The guy's an idiot. Yeah. All right. Before we get any more heated, I think we're going to wrap it up tonight on the Sports Report, brought to you by Opinions Anonymous. This week, we had a great episode. We had Alex live. We had Joe, and I've been Luke. Thank everybody for listening.